the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to The Common Good, AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Alongside Aubrey Sampson, my name is Brian Fromm. So glad to have you with us today. Aubrey, a lot of times we talk about articles that we read at the Gospel Coalition or Christianity Today or wherever else. Sometimes we like to talk to the authors of said articles, and that's what we're going to do right now as in studio. We've got the senior pastor of City View Community Church out here in Elmhurst. Uh, his name is Brandon Cooper. Brandon, how you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Good, good. Uh, Aubrey, people might not know this. Brandon and I used to go to church together. That is so fun. It's like a little reunion in our studio it is right now. fun to I bring it. people on. But beyond that... Uh, Brandon has begun or has been writing lately at the Gospel Coalition. Uh, so congratulations on that. And we wanted to talk to you about Aubrey and I on this show talk about social media all the time. Yeah. Like we're parents, we're pastors, like all of it. Like it just uh, is something that we talk about a lot. And you wrote one, an article called Preaching to My Twitter Feed. So kind of getting at that exact issue. Why don't you kind of give us the overview of what that article was about? Absolutely. Uh, I noticed, I think, especially coming out of 2020, 2021, which most pastors, I think, would tell you uh, was one of the hardest years of their ministry. Yes. The pandemic, (laughs) coupled with the uh, tensions around politics and racial unrest, uh, all of that. Yeah. All of that combined with beginning to inhabit a more online space uh, led to... Um, some concerns in my own life. Just as I looked back at my preaching, I could see that I was bringing all the uh, problems of social media mm. into my Sunday services. Oh, interesting. Oh, wow. Okay, keep going. Yes. Yeah, so I noticed a change in content. And I noticed a change in my own attitude towards the people in my congregation that I knew would disagree with me yes. about different yeah. uh, of those topics. Again, yeah. so we're talking vaccines, we're talking masks, we're yeah. talking George Floyd. We're ta- I mean, these are huge issues. Yeah. Trump, Biden, you name it. Everything is going on Yes, because I'm on social media, because most of my congregation is on social yeah. media. I see what they're posting about. Yes. I know which people have really <laughs> strong opinions about yeah. these subjects. And as we would even tiptoe into the water, As a church, of course, we've got to decide what we're going to do about masks or something like that. I would come in hard hearted, preemptively hard hearted Mm. towards um, the congregation. And that really concerned me because I was bringing I I just Mm. assumed that they were going to be the trolls I saw online, (laughs) despite the fact that I knew them and knew that they were not trolls. So that's that's really where the the impetus for the article. That's so fascinating to me because I feel like... uh, Almost you hear the opposite happening, like uh, those on Twitter did that to their pastors or those even in the congregation did that to their pastors. But you're kind of saying the opposite, like, wait, I was guilty of this, too. I thought you were going to say that you began preaching, literally preaching to those on Twitter. That's yeah, what I, yeah. But you're talking about how you kind of assumed what was happening on Twitter was happening in your capacity. OK, so you realize this. Mm-hmm. The Lord convicts you of it. Then what? 
Yeah, well, a lot of that is to take a step back, uh, repent, of course, and then uh, start to look at what should be happening instead. And so really uh, adjusting the attitude, of course, as I came into sermons. A lot of that, though, was the content as well. Another mm. piece that I saw that was important and where I wanted to change uh, um, let, me, let me take a step back. I'm going to come at this from the long yeah. way, if that's all right. Go for so, it. Take your time. We were not created to be um, omnipresent. Yeah. That is yeah. one of God's incommunicable attributes. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I found that I had to um, repent of trying to be omnipresent. Mm. And I see that in a lot of Christians as well today. Uh, so one of the dangers of social media and just our news culture in general is that we now know everything about everything, or at yeah. least we think we do. Yeah. Um, I mean, Neil Postman gets at this and amusing ourselves mm -hmm. to death mm -hmm. even earlier, like Thoreau and Walden, he's talking about how dangerous this is going to be. Yeah. So there's all this anxiety and depression because all of these issues are happening all over the world, and we 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 feel like we have to take a stand. We've yes. got to be outraged. We've got to be <laughs> sad. We're weeping with those who weep. We're mm -hmm. grieving with those who grieve. Yeah. I get that. That's that's commendable in some ways, but it actually inhibits application in sermons mm. in so many ways because we start looking at what's happening over in pick a country across the mm -hmm. world. Well, I can't do anything about that. Yeah. Or what's happening at a college campus, you know, eight, nine states away from me. Yeah. As opposed to localizing the application so that I can actually reach college students in my community. Yeah. So that yeah. was another big focus was to go instead of talking about what's happening in Minneapolis, let's talk about what can happen here in Elmhurst or wherever we are yeah. Yeah. so that we can actually address these issues in tangible ways. And that really ratchets down the anxiety and depression because you're you're able to to do what the spirit is going yeah. to do in that moment. Oh, that's that's fascinating, man. Around social media in general, uh, what are boundaries you've put up in your own life that uh, to make sure that you don't fall prey to the bad parts? And yeah. then maybe tangential to that, what have you said to your congregation? Hey, here's a healthy way to handle social media, but here's where it's problematic. Yeah, that's a great question. I. I I have to confess here that I'm I'm still learning that I hear you, man. Yeah. Not speaking as an expert by any means, <laughs> right. but yes. a, a right. fellow sinner. I think the most important boundary that I have set and struggle to set almost daily, but really need to get at, is not scrolling. It, hmm. It's almost that simple. But I've just if I'm going to go on social media, I'm going on for a reason. Hmm. I just got back from vacation. I want to pop up a few pictures from, you know, on Facebook. Yeah. If I'm getting on Twitter, it's because I'm actually looking up a news story mm -hmm. at this point. Something mm -hmm. just broke. I want to know what's happening uh, in Turkey right now or something like that. Yeah. So I never just get on because I'm killing time. Yeah. There are better things to do to kill time that would actually <laughs> redeem time instead of slowly kill your own soul. Mm. So <laughs> I would try to push in that way. Uh, and that is some of the stuff I have uh, communicated to the congregation. We did a series a few years back about uh, the wisdom of Proverbs for a digital age and just thinking through uh, a lot of those uh, kinds of topics yeah. like um, I think of Proverbs 18, where uh, I believe it's Solomon says, uh, the first to speak sounds right until another comes forward and cross-examines mm -hmm. him. And that kind of stuff on social media, like that uh, echo chamber yeah. feel that happens yeah. so quickly, that's one we've talked a lot about, of course, being very slow with your words, yeah. the, the discipline of silence on social media. <laughs> uh, nobody needs to know your opinion on 99.99% <laughs> so of the true. things out there in the world. So true. That's another one we talk a lot about. 
I think that's so helpful. That's something Brian and I talk about a lot. Right. Like, not everyone has to have a hot take on everything. That's right. You Correct. definitely don't have to have a hot take on everything. Okay, but let's actually talk about that because so you're preaching to a congregation. They're being discipled by quote unquote Twitter. Mm. You're kind of saying, I actually don't want to be preaching to that. And yet you want to be discipling them to think uh, godly about social media. So is there a balance where you're like, okay, we are going to talk about some issues, but not some, or we're going to dive into some of these things that are hot takes, but like, how are you kind of navigating your own discernment in what to bring forward to your congregation and what to sort of, Hey, we're not even going to go there. Absolutely. I think it's an important question for media as a whole, not just social media. You reach a point where stuff is so important to the culture that not to speak about it is almost speaking about it and probably really unhelpfully. Mm -hmm. We need clarity on a lot of issues. So I think that's probably the the balance there. Um, Am I preaching to a hobby horse or am I actually preaching to the flock entrusted to my care is kind of the most important question. If I know this is something the flock is dealing with, then we got to talk about it and hopefully help people sort through that, again, in helpful ways. Because, you know, as you said, we're being discipled by social media. So what we need to do in response as a church is to disciple people to use social media as a tool and yeah. recognize that like most tools, uh, you know, a, a chainsaw, for example, right. <laughs> it could be really dangerous if we're not yeah, careful yeah, with it. So yeah, let's wield good. this well. That's yeah. Good. Oh, Brandon, such an important mm. topic. It's called Preaching to My Twitter Feed. You can go see it at the Gospel Coalition. That's the gospelcoalition.org. Uh, most recently, Brendan also wrote an article called Don't Reap to the Edges of Your Life. Uh, so, man, such a good word. Lots of wisdom here. Again, if you want to connect with Brandon, he's senior pastor of City View Community Church out here in Elmhurst. Brandon, it's great to see you again, man. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks, thanks. for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, you're listening to The Common Good, AM 1160. Hope for your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.